Each of you must respect your mother and father. Leviticus 9-3? I think it's 19-3. Oh, it does, it does look like that. It yeah. is not 9. What is Leviticus 9-3? Leviticus 9-3 is, Then say to the Israelites... <laughs> Then say to the Israelites, take a male goat for a sin <laughs> offering, a calf and a lamb, both a year old and without defect for a burnt offering. <laughs> so uh, Leviticus actually has a lot of stuff about uh, animal sacrifice around this <laughs> around this point. Okay. Because <laughs> it talks a lot about, it has a lot of rules about being a, like a priest in the church at the time. Well, not even the church, but like, well, whatever it passed for. Being in the priest class at the time. So there's a lot of instructions for priests in Leviticus. So not really relevant to uh, to this week's book. Mm, yep. But we'll find out about that because... Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and this week I have a guest. Say hello, guest. Hi. I have a guest joining me. It is Mitzi. She is back on the show to talk about something she knows a lot about. What? Respecting her mother and father. Oh. That's yes. what that's what this is all about. Is this a book is this book really about respecting your parents though? No. 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 Uh, it's about keeping your father from from hurting himself. And uh, the mother not really playing much of a part in this at all. <laughs> yep. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so this week's book is The Very Same Bears Honey Hunt Helpers. It is a Zonder Kids book. It is an I Can Read Beginning Reading One book. It is a Living Lights book. And it is a Good Deeds Scouts book. Reputation. <laughs> yes, by Jan and Mike Berenstain from 2012. And it's also a bit of a retelling when I first showed you, started showing you this book, you were like, oh, it's like this one. Well, in my brain, the two were mixed up. I thought it was the very first um, book they ever did. The Big Honey Hunt. Yeah. and But I was actually mixing it that one up with the faucet one. With uh, the, 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 the something something, the wild, wild honey. Yes. So there's two, there's two, I mean... There's a lot of Berenstain Bears books that deal with honey because there's also the missing honey. I mean, there are they are bears. They are bears. They eat honey a lot. There's several honey-focused plots, uh, but there's uh, those two: the wild, wild honey and the big honey hunt are the two that are like, let's go find some honey is the plot. I think, but the wild, wild honey is more. I'm gonna stick this faucet <laughs> into a tree, and it's somehow gonna produce honey for us. Yep. And does it work in that one? No. What comes out instead? Bees. Bees come out of the faucet, just like what happened in real life. I, yeah, what would happen if you just stuck it in a tree? Uh, you would have a faucet stuck in a tree, <laughs> and then you would go home. Yep. Uh, I know that there's ways to like tap, like people who get sap from trees. They 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 can, they stick a thing in the tree and Screw set it, it up so that you can yeah. But I don't know if it would work that way with honey because honey's not actually part of the tree. Like, yeah. Sap is like the tree's blood. Is it like the tree? <laughs> I was gonna say the tree's. Is it like the tree's blood? Is sap really the tree's blood? I mean, it can't survive without it, can it? Can it? Survive? Can a tree survive without sap? <laughs> Hold on. Scientific uh, questions. Uh, can a tree survive? That's that's the question for today. Can a tree can live forever? No. <laughs> Regrow from a stump? No. 
<laughs> um, survive without leaves? No. Can a tree survive without bark, roots, water? There it is. Sap. Can a tree survive without sap? Scientists believe the sap's main purpose is to provide nutrients to new leaves as they grow. So, no? Yes. I don't know. Does, do all trees have sap? I mean, yes. Because, I mean, if they, if they give the nutrients to the leaves and, the le and they need the leaves to live, then I feel like, yeah. All trees produce sap. So all trees need sap. Yes. So... No. If you took all the sap out of a tree, it would die. Okay. So sap is blood. So trees. sap is a tree's blood. But honey is not the tree's blood. Honey is not even the bee's blood. Honey is the bee's vomit. So <laughs> well, so it is. They, they, they eat the ingredients. They process it in their bodies. They, they expel it from their mouths. Regurgitate. It is the bee's vomit. Yes. Uh, okay. Which is fine because it's very good. You know? Yes. I mean, <laughs> it tastes well, You good. explained it weird, so. Yeah, well, did I? I mean, that's literally what it is. And you know, one, one thing I love about honey is that bears love it. That's why you love honey. That's why I love honey. It makes the bears happy. I mean, it is weird. As animals, animals are constantly seeking calories. That's their main job in the world is to mm -hmm. seek calories to survive. Sugar is like loaded with calories and energy. True. So it's it's rare in nature to get a big sugar bo boost. But then the bear has the ability to tear open a tree and get like just gobs of sugar and stuff it in its mouth. Mm-hmm. Thank you, bees. And that's what Papa does in these books. <laughs> in fact, in two of the books, he literally rips open the tree and starts like... And the big honey hunt he does. Mm-hmm. And something. He, he like tears the side off the tree in the big honey hunt. Also, I'm just marveling at how skinny Papa is in the big honey hunt. It's amazing. Uh, he hadn't, I guess... Stuff, but yeah, he rips the side off the tree in the big honey hunt. In the wild, wild honey, he just... Sticks he, a faucet in He it. sticks the faucet in. I think he claws at it a little bit. Uh, Gotta make he, that hole. But he gets bees out of the faucet. But that so as we've seen that Papa and the cubs have a history of 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 hunting for honey. And then in the missing honey, Papa enlists the aid of the bear detectives, which includes cousin Fred, to find the missing honey. And now we are sort of at the culmination of these three things: the hunt for honey, the faucet in the tree, and getting the well the airsats uh bear detectives, who are the good deed scouts in this version, involved in the story. You put them all together, you add a dash of God, but not much. So wait, I have a question. Uncle, cousin, cousin, cousin Fred. Cousin Fred, not <laughs> Uncle Fred. <laughs> cousin Fred. Um, he's the one who has all of the Bible stuff, always. Yes. Yeah, he's the Bible quote guy. Cool, cool, cool. Is that all you needed to know? Yes, I was, I was very... I, I, feel like I knew that, but I didn't know it. Yeah, because in the original line of the books, he was always quoting the dictionary. Oh, yeah. And so they gave him the Bible in the Zondra Kids version. So this book, well, what is this book about? You tell me what this book's about. Well, there is a honey contest, and there's a big prize for the best honey. What does it mean? What is the best honey? I don't, yeah, there are like many things. It's like in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like you have to judge it on everything. <laughs> Right, 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 right. Mouthfeel. Well, I want to point out that the Good Deed Scouts, which may I remind our listeners, isn't a real thing. It's just the old cubs, the bear scouts, and they have made their own buttons. They don't have a scout leader anymore. They're just four do-gooders who wander around. 
the honey contest is announced just by there's a board nailed to a tree and in sloppy handwriting it says honey contest today period big prize for the best honey period doesn't say where or when or who's judging or if this is even a real thing yeah a bit sketchy you would think that was going to end up being a that's not a plot point at all um no. so papa decides papa decides that he's going to win the win the prize Mm-hmm. With the help of the good deeders, good do-gooders, the, the do-good deeder, the do the do deeders. <laughs> is this okay? So this isn't even like a, a like this isn't about bears growing their own honey or making their own honey, no, or producing their own honey because clearly you can just go out and find honey and then win the contest. Yes. Okay. Uh, Okay, so there's not like a craft. There's not an art to this. It's just who can find the best honey. Uh, Papa declares he's going to. I do like that the 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 honey tree he envisions is the honey tree from the first book. It's the it's the big honey hunt honey tree. It is not shaped like any tree that's ever existed on the face of this earth. <laughs> yeah, there's a hole in it where you can see the honey. There's two like I assume those used to be branches, but they're like snouts or or like it's it. It looks gross, and there's things coming off this. It's a Guillermo Toro-esque tree. It is not <laughs> shaped like a tree. A little girl would crawl in there and have to get a key out of a toad. Uh, That's very true. In order for this to, in order for this tree to make sense. So, uh, so Pop is going to take the cubs and show them how he hunts honey. And this is where Fred sends us our, gives us our first, and I think our only real Bible quote in this book, which is, "A wise son brings joy to his father." It's a proverb, which is actually in the New International Version. That's a wise son brings joy to his father, but that's not the whole quote. That's not the whole proverb. Well, you gotta make it short. The whole proverb is, "A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish man despises his mother." Uh. So, <laughs> it, it loses a little bit of the punch when you cut off that part. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's many different versions of the translation, but they all end with. Because like a wise son makes a glad father, a wise son brings joy to his father, uh, but they all end with a foolish man despises his mother. Some say wise children, and they remove the gendering of it, but uh, regardless, uh, no one despises mama in this book that we know of. However, we never really get a chance to find out. So, uh, uh, I don't think she's in this book at all. She's not in this book at all. Yeah. Mama has no part in this. But yeah, so Fred is like, hey, a wise son brings joy to his father, and brother's like, Good point. So they have to help Papa out. Bring him some joy. Now begins the shenanigans. Now begin the hijinks. What goes on with Papa in this book on his quest to find the Hun? Well, many things. The first thing is you have to climb a fence. You, why? To get to the honey tree. I guess. I, um, but he gets caught. So that, mm-hmm. yeah. And then he sees his bee. He's yes. Like, Follow that bee. Call back to the first book where they follow a bee the whole time. But what happens when he tries to follow this bee? Well, it stings him because he's messing with its flowers in itself. And that's what bees do. Which, uh-huh. now that I think about it, wouldn't it just die? Die? Yeah. <laughs> so this is our first, hey, wait a minute. What's going on with this book? The bee stings Papa in the butt. Of course. I would love to see a scientific study on how many bee stings actually occur in butts. <laughs> Like in cartoons, people are always getting stung in the butt. But it seems to me that most bee stings happen like on arms and legs. more exposed. A bee's not going to go for your butt. <laughs> like this is kind of out of the way for a bee. 
I the, mean, his butt just sticks up in the air. He's it like does stick up in the air. Downward dog. He's downward dogging at the flowers. I do like the shot of Papa getting stung. It's pretty dynamic. And he's yelling, yow. Hat flies off his head. Now, unlike a real bee, this bee does not disembowel itself upon singing Papa. Yep. Which is good because it has a fun, angry face. But it, it flies does. away. Yes. So uh -oh. they were like, let's follow this bee. Well, Papa would. So they were like, okay, whatever. Yeah. So they have to cross this river. And one of the rocks turns out to be an angry turtle. Angry turtles. So he falls in the water. Yeah. And he keeps making excuses for himself. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the stones are slippier than they used to be. The next thing they do is they find this random bull in this field. Yeah, it's just a bull. <laughs> just... A bull lived in the field, it says. <laughs> yeah. And so apparently it's hot because there's the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very smart. Um, so Papa Bear takes out this red handkerchief and is like, let's wipe my brow in front of this bull. Yeah. And Obviously, that gets the bull mad. Now, this is our second animals don't act this way because what is what is the one thing we know about bulls? They're colorblind. They're colorblind. It does not matter what color the cloth is. Bulls do not charge the matador's cape because it is red. They charge the matador's cape because they have been stabbed repeatedly before they are sent out into the into the ring. Yes. And they're very angry and very cross and bleeding. And then they are, are being taunted by a man. That's why they attack the man, because he deserves to be attacked. Yeah. I feel like a normal bull. Also, the bull isn't looking at Papa Bear. He waves the thing, and it like has like sensors. It like turns around really fast. Yeah. So, you know. It's a robot bull. Yeah. So how does Papa get away from said bull? Uh, the do-gooders. They're like... We'll help you this way. And then they run to the trees and apparently the bull gets stuck. The bull can't. The bull not only gets stuck in the trees, he looks befuddled. He looks <laughs> amazed. Yep. And Papa's all, oh, bulls are faster than I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So then the bee goes into this hollow wood thing, which I don't get why he goes through it, which Papa Bear does. He should just go like around it or Maybe he would go, it, yeah. But not, not through it. That's The, the word you're looking for, by the way, is log. Log. <laughs> The Hollywood thing is a log. Yes. So, log. Um, <laughs> yes, he gets stuck in it, of course, and the do-gooders help him get out. Mm -hmm. What is their name? I can't the remember. The Good Deed Scouts. It's a terrible name. And then he says, oh, I guess hollow logs are smaller than before. Or you're bigger. Yeah, making excuses. Also, yeah, so he chased a bee into a log. Um, now comes one of the more interesting parts. We get to see the do the, the, the the good deed scouts actually uh, take some quick action. Mm-hmm. So he follows the bee into this big bear bog. Big, not forbidden bog, but big bear bog. Two different things. Some nice alliteration. Very. Nothing um, is for nothing is forbidden in the Zonder Kids world. <laughs> never. So he sinks in the bog, mm. like quicksand. Yes. Or whatever. Um, so the do-gooders, whatever, calling them do-gooders. Um, <laughs> They get a rope and they like do tie it up against this tree and it's basically like around his shoulders, under his shoulders. It's weird. It's like getting in like uh, words. Yeah, they throw a lasso over a branch of a tree, which I assume Papa then puts under his arms. Yes. And then they use leverage to lift Papa out of the bog. There we go. Good words. Uh, yeah, but it's the most active we see them. It's the, They actually do something. I don't know where they got the rope. 
No. They no. weren't carrying it before. No, it's just lying on the tree. If you remember, do, is rope one of the tools the cubs have in the in the in the spooky old tree game? Remember how each yes. cub gets a weapon? Yes. It is one of the things. Shout back, call back, shout out to our previous <laughs> episode, the interminably long spooky old tree board game episode, where we played a board game uh on a podcast. Uh and then I had a devil of a time editing it into something listenable. Yep. So now where does this bee go? Oh, Pop is clean all of a sudden, too. Oh, yeah. No one ever gets dirty. So he, the bee flies over this lake. Mm. And there just happens to be this rowboat that the do-gooders take. Because why would someone want that boat? Perfectly square boat. Yep, very square. It's a square boat. Also, there's a green duck in the background. That but... duck looks amazed. That is the most amazed looking duck. Like, his mind is blown. He is so amazed. Yeah. So, Papa Bear, do they always have that canteen to put honey in? Yes. They okay. had the little, they had the, so the Berenstain Bears keep their honey in these, like, it's sort of a, it's a, it's a, Watering it looks like can? A, it's like a watering can, but like an oil can, but like a, a has a spout, but like a wide opening at the top. And they sometimes you would see Papa just have it over his shoulder, and he'd be like pouring honey into his mouth. Honey in the Berenstain Bears mm. universe flows much faster than honey like in water in real life. Yeah, it's, or it's more like I, I always imagine it being more like a like a chocolate milk consistency, mm. like thick and pouring, but not slow like real honey. Yes. Uh, so yeah, they pour honey into their open mouths. They're waiting gobs. Uh, as they as they go across this wide lake, which is much wider than Papa Bear, uh, he he says, "I think they made this lake wider." Of course, of course they did. And what do they find on the other side of the lake? The exact tree that Papa imagined. It's the exact tree in Papa's mind. I think it's because it's the one honey tree that exists in Bear in Bear Country. But if it was, then wouldn't everyone have the exact same tasting honey? That's true. No, I guess you're right. No, because well, we'll find out at the end when we find out who wins. Uh, but uh, but Papa's like, I can almost taste that wild honey. And I want to just take a moment to point out that this bee with the angry eyes is adorable. And if I ever <laughs> got a tattoo, it would just be of this angry bee. But you won't get a tattoo. I won't get a tattoo. Because no. so, A, I am a wimp. And B, your mama would make me leave the house. Yes. Yes. Uh, so what does Papa do now? Here we go. Here, here's a callback to a previous book. So he grabs this faucet mm-hmm. thing out of his pocket. Yes. And just jabs it into this hole. It's a, it's perfectly fitting. Mm-hmm. And he screws the nozzle, whatever, and out comes the honey right. into the pot. And So it works. Yeah, it works. Okay. Yeah. So they have this pot and this honey dripping into it. But then the bees were angry. Now, I don't know if you've ever tried this. You probably haven't. But when I was a kid, we always tried. We would take an orange, like a full orange. Mm-hmm. And jam a straw into it, like you, or sometimes you get poke a hole, and you jam a straw as far as you can into the orange, working under the cartoon logic that then you would just be able to drink the orange juice through the straw. Now, out of say ten tries, I'll give you a guess as to how many times this worked. Once. None. It never works because that's not how orange juice works. And I'm looking at this I feel tree. Like you get a drop. And I see the honey in the tree is dripping from the top of the tree. I don't even know how it's reaching the faucet. Like, <laughs> plus there's holes all in this tree. So there's no pressure, like trying to force the honey out. 
I don't know how the I don't know how the honey faucet works. The honey faucet doesn't work, but I do get we do get to see many more hilarious angry bees. Yes. So, like this massive amount of bees comes out of the tree, like too many, yes. too many bees, and so they pick up. Well, Papa picks up the do-gooders, and he runs away with them. That's very. That's a lot of muzzle that it takes. He's got, he, he has four kids and runs. I want you to take a look at Papa's mouth <laughs> on this two-page spread. And Papa's making a face. It's supposed to be like a shocked, scared face. He's yelling. And his mouth is looks his mouth is shaped in such a way that makes me go, This book wasn't illustrated by the Berenstains. The Berenstains have never drawn that face on Papa Bear. Now, I could be wrong. But I don't think this is illustrated by the Berenstains. I think this is done by a secondary artist. I mean, you would know. I think it was. Just that face alone gives it away. Uh, but yeah, he runs, picks up the kids. They run. They're chased by the bees. And then we just jump ahead. Now the bees are gone. Yep. And where are we? We're at the honey contest. The honey contest. And uh, who has won the honey contest? Go well, Obviously, it's not Papa and the kids because... They left their honey behind. Because they left the honey behind. Uh, who wins the honey contest? Farmer Ben. Farmer Ben. Yes. And that's where I'm like, well, Farmer Ben didn't hunt for his own honey. He grew, he, 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 he has an apiary. He's he, a farmer. He is a farmer. He grows apples. He has hives. Yeah. So is it fair? Is that fair? I don't know. I mean, also... Apparently, the contest is the same day that they put up the sign. There's no, like, time or whatever. So they just assume it's, like, when the sun is this far, that's when all the contests happen. Right. So he didn't... No one had time to prepare. Yeah. So this is where we get another weird Bible quote. Because Papa says, look, Farmer Ben won the honey prize. And the scouts say, yum, we love honey. And then Fred says, as the Bible says... What is sweeter than honey? Good point, Fred, said brother. And I'm like, I don't know if the Bible says what is sweeter than honey. I know that it talks about honey. It says, uh, how sweet are your words to my taste? Sweeter than honey to my mouth. And there's also quotes about more pure than gold, more precious than gold. But the Bible's never just like, you know, it's pretty sweet, honey. It's always using honey as like a metaphor, like comparing something to it. So Fred, I think, is reaching a little bit on this quote. Um, but how does the book end? It ends on a terrible joke at Papa's expense. Papa says it's good to show re- it's good to show respect for the elderly. No, Fred says. Fred it. says, and then, hmm, said Papa. Good point, Fred. I guess. Yeah. So Papa's like, thanks for helping me out, and they're like, oh, we like to help you. And then Fred's like, yep, show respect for the elderly. And Papa's like, thanks. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. It ends with like a slam on Papa. Like, Fred didn't have anything constructive to say, so he just insulted Papa. <laughs> Passive aggression. <laughs> and it does say that, I mean, Leviticus, stand up in the presence of the elderly and show respect for the aged. Uh, Exodus, honor your father and your mother, as we've seen. Uh, Ephesians, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. So there's a lot of a lot of that in the book. But I think Fred was just using it as an excuse to make fun of Papa. Yes. Yeah. 
So my question for you, my question for you, child, you have joined me in the exploration of this fan fascinating book. Uh, what is the, what is the point of this book? What is this book trying to trying to teach you? I don't know. I mean, they say a lot of like, well, show respect for the elderly, but there's none of that in no. it. There's no respect for Papa. There's no like. I mean, they don't let him die. They, they don't. They don't let him get eaten up by that bog. But I, I mean. I would say that like that's like the that's your baseline as far as showing respect for the elderly, uh, saving the life of your parent when they are in danger. Yeah. I guess the showing respect is like honoring his desire to go find the honey in the first place. Well, but I mean, then, yeah. Okay. But they're the ones who brought up the contest. So it was clearly something they wanted to It's really to kind do. of him helping the kids not the enter the around. contest. And then they don't get it anyway. Well, yes. Farmer Ben does because yeah. he's the only one in town who makes honey. Yes. I mean, he doesn't make the honey. He takes care of the bees who produce the honey. Farmer Ben doesn't no. throw up. Regurgitate. Honey. Yes. Maybe he does, but we haven't read that book yet. <laughs> but that is the Berenstain Bears Honey Hunt Helpers. I can read Good Deed Scouts Living Light Zonder Kids book. Reputation. What? Reputation. They have a good reputation. They do have a good reputation. Uh, as we've said, the, the Good Deed Scouts are are among the more useless iterations of the, of the Bear Scouts that we've ever seen because they're not even a real organization. But that was book. I think this book is cute, though. I think it's got some cute illustrations. It's very colorful. Uh, you've got Papa hijinks. You've got the Angry Bee, my future tattoo. Yes. Uh, and uh, and you've got a, a cute little ending with a sassy joke by Fred. Fred's not usually that sassy. So uh, 80 out of 100. <laughs> 88 out of 100. That's my score. Thumbs up from you. Thumbs down from you. I don't know. It's. I mean, it's like based on what? Is this a book you're going to ask me if you can read it again? No, absolutely <laughs> not. What are you currently reading? Um... Solutions and Other Problems. By Ali Broche. Sure. Yes. If you were a child who is who is aged out beyond the Berenstain Bears, uh you, you can read Solutions and Other Problems. That's that's is that your recommendation for our readers? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh what am I reading right? I'm reading Les Mis again. So am I technically. Yeah, I'm reading we're reading Les Mis out loud. That's an undertaking. It's a lot longer than you thought it was going to be. How long did I think it was going to be? I don't know, but you saw the physical copy of the book and you were like, good lord. Well, I mean, like, I guessed it. It's it's also a very, like, short, it's very short and not very wide. And It's very, wait, words. It's not very tall mm -hmm. and it's not very long. It is very deep, though. Yes. So there are more pages, but it's, the pages are smaller. How long did the book tell you about the Bishop of Digne? Like. Ten mini chapters. It's a lot of a lot of bishop. Sub chapters. Yeah, there's books and chapters and mini chat. Yeah, mini chapters. There's a lot of. Yeah, I think it was like epilogue, 
10 chapters and then book one. There's, there's, yeah, the plot doesn't kick in until you've been reading it for several hours. Uh, that's Les Mis, if you're interested. Uh, this is Bear, Deep in Bear Country, Bernstein Bearcast. Uh, if you want to get a copy of this book, it is still on sale. You can find it at your bookseller. Order a copy today. Uh, otherwise, listen to my other shows. You can listen to me on Pizza Toast, which is on hiatus, and I assume it'll be coming back at some point. Or uh, It's Del Toro Time that I do with my other child, Willow. Uh, pretty soon we'll be coming out with the episode on uh, Terry Gilliam's Brazil. So if you want to listen to a couple of people yammer about that for a while, then listen to that. Mitzi, thank you for joining me today. Yes. Say yes, Papa. I'm good. <laughs> and I will see you all next time deep in bear country. I thought you were going to say it with me. Nope. No? Uh, will you say it without me? Bear country? Now what I can do is I can edit those two together so it sounds like you're saying it with me. Very smart. But I won't because okay. that would be way too much work. Way too uh, much. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.